Hola. Hola. Bienvenidos a Conversaciones con Colegas. Colegas. I'm Lucero. And I'm Maggie. And we are Latin Exchange, a bilingual education community. All right, we are back for another episode of Conversaciones con Colegas. And today we have a very special guest that's very near and dear to my heart. She's actually my cousin, Lucero, um, also my tocaya. Um, thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, so I know a little bit about you, but our listeners don't. So do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah. So I was actually born and raised here in Southern California. Um, my family is from Zapotanejo, which we both are from. Uh-uh. And so, yeah, I've been working in education on and off for 10 years. I actually started as a campus supervisor and kind of climbed my way up slowly. I became a parent liaison and now I am an interpreter and translator for the district. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about your education background growing up? How was that like? Yeah, so that was very, very conflicting in a way because there, there really wasn't anyone that looked like me. Um, if anything, my kindergarten class, I was put in an EL program and I was in a dual immersion class, which I'm very grateful for. Um, but um, yeah, after that, there wasn't, it was just kind of hit or miss. Yeah. And um, we actually recently had our, our newest episode that just released, ta- also taught and teaches in Southern California and talks about the fact that there are a lot of dual immersion programs right now. And it's kind of like growing. Do you see that for the district that you work for? Do you see dual immersion programs or is it? More not right like- now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not right now. A lot of parents are asking for it. There are some districts around us that have some programs, but it is something that has been in talks. So hopefully we may see that soon. That's awesome. And um, now that you're a parent liaison, what does that consist of? What do you do? So we interact a lot with parents. Basically, we bring resources to the schools, and then that way we can have them ready for the, for the parents if they need it. Or if the parents need something, we refer them out to those resources. And it's, it's just kind of case by case. Whatever the parents need, then we, we help them with, with whatever it is. What grades do you service? Like parents of what grades? When I was at uh, the elementary school I was at, it was kindergarten to sixth grade. And do you notice like more parents involved in certain grades than others? Absolutely. Um, the little ones, the younger ones, there's, there's, I'm, I'm sure parents, you know, they want to know, you know, how the kids are starting out their education. So there's that involvement and in starting right away at kinder. And it kind of dwindles off the older they get, especially in the middle school. That's when we see the least amount of involvement. And I know um, you've posted in the past of like different events and stuff for mm-hmm. parents. Do you see big turnouts? Um, do you notice like interest? Oddly enough, pre-COVID, no. 
for the for the really really big events yeah we had amazing turnouts we would have these events called like lego days or parent universities where um we bring resources into this like auditorium and then parents get to explore it which is really fun but for smaller meetings like elac or even school site council not really not really but i do see that changing now after covid all of a sudden which is great we are having a better turnout are your events virtual or in person? As of now, virtual, but I think that may be changing soon. Do you think that's made a difference? I know in my, my school, that's definitely made a difference. Like our conferences are now virtual. So we see more parents attending them because it's so much easier to attend like 15, 20 minute conference from your you know lunch break than to leave work and go into a school building. Yeah, for some parents, yeah, it, it absolutely came in handy. Other parents, not so much. They still prefer in person. But overall, I would say it, it was it was better. Now, um, I know you wanted to talk about parent involvement in schools and like their ability to reach out. Um, why do you think they don't? often reach out? Why do you think there's maybe that lack of involvement sometimes for parents? Or what have you noticed? A lot of times it's, they're intimidated. It's, it's unfortunate because the school is not, we're not here to intimidate anybody. But a lot of times I would approach parents and say like, hey, do you guys want to see the room that I'm in? You know, we have all these resources, we have crafts, you can take some home. And they would just look at me scared, like, like I'm like I'm trying to get something out of them. We're really not. Like we're just here for you. Like we want to help you. So it's I want to break that barrier. You know, there's there is a lot of times that a lot of parents keep things hidden and they don't want to reach out out of fear. And we want to break that fear. And I know that throughout this podcast, we've talked to a lot of educators, and it's been brought up how. A lot of the reason why education is the way it is is because we don't have a lot of support from parents, but I feel like a lot of the times the parents don't know everything, like they don't know their rights, they don't know everything they're entitled to. Um, Is that something that you work with as well, like letting parents know um, what their rights are as parents of students? Yeah, actually, we had a workshop um, I, the, the name escapes me right now, but there's this workshop that we hosted and it teaches them the ins and outs of education from the very bottom to the very top. And it's really, really detailed stuff that even I didn't even know about. And it's, it's things like that, that if they would participate in, if they, well, if they had the time to participate, because I, I do understand parents are very, very busy too. Um, that would that would help them out a lot. Yeah, and I know us as educators, like we don't always know all of the resources either. And I think that sometimes makes it difficult for us to be there for parents and to support them. So I'm sure it's very helpful to have somebody like you that can guide the parents and, and kind of have little to no barriers aside from that, right? Like us as educators, we have to balance everything else plus Mm -hmm. parent communication. Um, Is this something a lot of schools in your district have or in California that you've seen in California? I know not a lot of schools have them. The liaisons? 
Yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually new. Um, the, the whole program started here in 2018, but I did start noticing a lot of other districts implement liaisons as well. So it's, it's very new. I would say it's very new here. Um, and it's growing. I know some some districts have two liaisons per site. So it, it's growing. That resource is growing. That's awesome. Yeah, we did have one on site um, for a couple years as well. And I, it, it helps, you know, to have just one person dedicated just to that. Um, and I know you are bilingual. Do you feel that that helps you being a parent liaison? Yeah. How, yeah. Many, how many families would you say? are more Spanish speaking? We have a very high demographic here. Um, so at the site I was at, our office manager, if she was busy with something, she'd be like, hey, Lucero, can you like help this parent out? Can you help this family out? And I'm like, sure, you know, because they, they get really busy too. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll step in. So there, there was a very high, high demand. And I know you're a translator as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or you've worked as a translator as well. Um, yeah, so I, I know you worked in, in translating as well. And a conversation we've had uh, um, previously on the podcast is how some schools always don't always put a priority on translating things and making sure that things are in multiple languages. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that your school is able to do that because there's a translator or has that always been a priority to have things available in multiple languages? It has been. It has been a priority. Um, but yeah, I would I would say that it, it is easier for them um, having a liaison on site because now they have someone to proofread things because sometimes we have to get things sent out like that. And um, having that extra set of eyes, I would have the principal email me stuff like, hey, can you check this really quick? And yeah, it, it really has helped out the site. I'm sure well, all the sites actually. How many sites are there? We have five. We're, we're a really small district. I mean, that's still pretty good. And the fact if, if all the sites have somebody, right, that's that's making change already. Yeah. Um, I work at a, a single network charter school. So it's mm-hmm. we're part of a bigger district, but we're kind of a, a standalone school in that sense. So we're able to do some more autonomy, autonomous things with like having a liaison and you know possibly having translators and things like that but it's not something that we always see district-wide so it's nice to hear that in other districts that's becoming more of the norm and more of a priority because like I said before you know parents are a big part of education Mm -hmm. and um, especially with the changes that have been happening in some states in regards to education I feel like a lot of parents don't always know the best approach to either fight against it or advocate for certain things. So I think having somebody available to be like, Hey, this is what you can do. This is how you can help. Definitely helps them. Um, What have you noticed has been like, what do parents ask for the most? What would it have parents requested in regards to resources? When do you see them approaching you the most? Uh. That varies. Um, it varies a lot. If anything, food, food uh, resources, um, rent resources. 
Um, what else? Something as simple as clothing. You know, it's like, I think with with COVID, we saw more of a, an influx of parents coming in like, hey, you know what, we need help with this and that. And it, it, it's mostly food and financial assistance. I think that's huge because we're coming back from, you know, post-COVID or whatever. Mm-hmm. I say that in quotations because COVID is still happening. Yeah. Um, and at least my school and a lot of schools in my district expected all the students to just like bounce back and mm-hmm. like, all right, let's go back to data and let's go back to test scores and all that stuff. And we, we don't understand that some families are still not 100% there to where they were pre-COVID, right? Like some right. families are still struggling and we can't expect for kids to be okay if their families are not okay. Right. And I think that's something that um, having someone on site that parents can get to know and get to trust is helpful in that sense because they can reach out and be like, hey, I need this for my child to be okay. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't always get that. We don't always have parents reach out and be like, hey, I need this. Um, and I know that's part of what you want to leave as your message. I know you want to like, have more people reach out yeah we we do we do because we really are there to help and at every level even with even with um chromebooks for example we would have parents like i don't know how to use my kids chromebook and we were we had to be tech support for a little bit like here let me show you and something as simple as that you know we we would show them how to navigate how to access homework and whatever they needed and see the way that you say it, it's like something so simple it's like so simple to us right like yeah we could so very easily like here this is where you go to check your email but for some parents that's such a huge deal they've yeah. maybe grown up without technology and um I know when we first started learning online I was making phone calls to parents and being like okay you do you see this screen now you click on this and now you go on that and it's like we didn't prepare for all of that. We had no idea that this was going to be such a huge learning curve. So um, I think it's, I think I like keep coming back to the same message, but it's great that we have, you know, people like you and, and districts that prioritize having somebody on site for parents. Um, and like, we have had some parents on the podcast, but they've also been educators. Mm-hmm. We haven't really had parents who are not educators and I think getting that perspective is very insightful because we don't always know what's going on through parents' heads. And Mm -hmm. I know culturally, I don't know if you've seen this, but culturally, parents are very much like the school knows best and I'm very Mm hands-off. And I think we have to break that stigma and kind of let parents know like, hey, your voice is the most important one here. Your voice matters. So um, what do you see yourself doing to try and incentivize parents or, or bring up those, those parent participation? We actually, um, we had to dig around the internet all over to see what we can bring. And something that has really worked is there's this program called Points of Light. Um, so I don't know if you've heard of it. 
Okay. So we, what, what brings people in? Um, I can't use the name, but a big theme park, you know, a very happy place. Um, we found tickets oh, nice. um, by volunteering. So we created events like, like a campus cleanup, another liaison and I, we, we created a, a campus cleanup. She started first and then I followed suit. Um, and that kind of started getting more people to pay attention. Like, oh, they're giving out these tickets. You know, I want to go to this theme park. So it's, it's um, things like that that kind of got parents to start coming in. It was something as small as a Starbucks gift card or um, Amazon, you know, that, that's kind of how we, we went to, to get them to start showing up. And do you see, like, consistency once they start showing up? Do you see them continually coming back? We have our regulars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we started seeing them just, um, they start paying attention to our flyers. Like, Oh, I read that you guys were having this. I read that you guys were giving this out. And then they start showing up little by little. It's not mm-hmm. a drastic change, but they start showing up. Yeah. We say something on the podcast that Maggie brought up and it's changes slow. Yeah. So, well, it'll take a, a while for us to see it, but, um, Oh, um, I was going to ask, do you have like parent committees in your district that are like, I know we have um, like our bilingual committee, which is parents who are bilingual or they have their students in their bilingual program. And then we Mm -hmm. have kind of like um, a parent like leadership committee where they make a lot of decisions for the school. Do you have things like that available for parents to participate in? We have something similar. Um, the school site council, we have that one. Um, that's where staff and parents join and they discuss things like programs or even something as like maintenance, for example, they'll, they'll, they'll talk about those types of things. Um, we have our English learners advisory committee as well. Um, we do kind of struggle in getting participation in that, unfortunately, but it's, it's changing still. Um, we are, we are starting new committees, but again, it's kind of hard to get that rolling right now. Hopefully they'll, they'll grow. And is that something that you are part of as well? Like as a parent liaison, do you take part in any of those committees or are you more resource? Not anymore. Yeah. More resource-based, but the one that I was involved in most was school site council. Um, but I'm no longer at that site. So, um, the new liaison took over that for me. And, um, is there just, is there like a team of you guys? Is it just you? How how does that work? Yeah, there's a, there's a team. Um, so all the liaisons from every site, um, we would get together and we would plan out the big events, like our parent universities, like, um, um what else our district uh, meetings as well we all attended those and that we would share ideas there um whatever one side is doing we would go support them and um vice versa but also um individually as well our own team at our sites so that's kind of how we would split up awesome and do you guys have um any teacher involvement like, do you have other staff members that take part in your events or help you guys out? 
We do sometimes. Um, it, it's um, if there's something that they wanna they wanna get parent participation, they can reach out to us, and then we can help them plan something out. Um, but of course, we want to respect their time. You know, if they can't, they can't, which we understand. But yeah, we would have teachers also uh, help us out. Our, our uh, school counselors too. I did an event with our with our school counselor, which was for anti-bullying, and we had a lot of parents show up. So that was awesome. That's great. I think I was going to ask about like if you had any SEL resources or events for SEL because I know, at least in our schools, that's what we're struggling with the most, right? Like helping students with those years that they missed out on social interactions and emotional learning and um, a lot of their families too. Like so many families suffered from trauma with COVID. Yeah. Yeah. We do have some, I just don't know what they're using right now. Unfortunately, I know one of them was Olveus. Tell me more. I'm not familiar. Olveus is... How do I describe it? Is it like a curriculum resource? Not necessarily. It's uh, the description escapes me again. Um, It's spelled O-L-W-E-U-S. And it was made by a psychologist. And... um, it's kind of like more research on bullying and how to prevent it. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of kids were implementing, well, the sites are implementing that for the kids. It's, it's, it's very structured and it's kind of hard to explain, but once you see it, it's, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. It's, it's kind of like a way to involve everybody to stop bullying and not having any like bystanders, just like looking. Um, so we use that. Move this world. We use move this world as well um the kids love move this world and it it gets to the point where even the parents are like oh yeah my kid tells me about this all the time and it's basically just like moving your body you know expressing how you're feeling so we we use those types of programs where are my dogs Um, i'm gonna look into it because i feel like we could use some upgrading in our seo curriculum Um, but yeah, no, I I think it's amazing that your district is, first of all, is putting a priority on parent involvement and that Mm -hmm. they went as far as finding somebody to focus solely on that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure that there's a long way to go and that there's way more that can be done to bring in some more parents. But I think the first step is just like having you, right. Having a team for parent involvement and for um, resources for parents. So um, I think with having people like you and with having a team for parent involvement, um, you mentioned that schools benefit, and I know know they do. Um, In my master's program, we had a course just on community and parent involvement. Like we talked solely about that and how it's important as teacher leaders to make sure that we're building that um, because schools benefit so much from having parent involvement. But in what ways have you noticed those benefits? Like, have you seen anything when, as you have more parent involvement? Better attendance for sure. Yeah. As soon as 
the, the parents start coming in, if little Bobby starts missing, like, hey, you know what, we're going to call mom right now, or we're going to go to your house and see, like, hey, what's going on? Because we have parents call the school, like, hey, Susie doesn't want to get out of bed. And the principal goes to the door and says, hey, let's go. Let's go right now. And it works. And the parents, they're like, all right, you know, thank you. You know, we don't want our kids to miss school. Mm-hmm. So better attendance, um, especially when the parents volunteer, you know, the kids know their parent is there. So they have to be on their best behavior. Like they're not going to mess around. Um, behavior wise, there's a benefit. Um, and even just as simple as a suggestion um, to bring more programs in, some parents are like, hey, I heard about this, you know, maybe we can use this. And um Things like that make a huge difference. It's really small, but a huge difference. Yeah, and I'm I'm so glad that you brought up attendance because that's actually been a, a very uh, strong push for our school this last year. Because um, obviously we had some COVID bursts, so we had mm-hmm. a lot of students who missed, and then you know we didn't want students who even felt sick in the building just in case so we had mm-hmm. our attendance was really low right mm-hmm. and um we started incentivizing students to try and come every day but my thought process was the little ones don't control if they come to school or not right their parents right. do so right. we need to incentivize the parents not the kids and i think that's something that we don't always realize or like connect the dots in regards to attendance and family involvement like once you have a family involved and invested in the school and education then you're going to see a rise in attendance but until yeah. you have that that's not going to be like if a parent's not involved you're gonna be like, yeah, it's yeah. okay you don't have to go to school today you know yeah and some parents are even suggesting like you don't even have to award the kid award the parent like yes, oh they right. made it this whole week awesome you did great because you 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 helped your kid just go to school this one week or a kid is absent for a month for whatever reason and they show up like dude awesome good job let's let's award you with something because it's not easy yeah it really isn't and you know it's stressful for the parents but having worked with kids also like they open up and they tell you like look it's been hard at home or you know it's not easy this is going on that's going on and you feel for them, you know, and it sucks when there's all these other kids doing great and they're over here like struggling, you know, like, Hey, you deserve something too for just for coming. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a good idea because especially um, from the little that I know where you live, I assume that the school that you work at is a school where people have to commute to, right. It's not like a, I'm not sure if it's like a walk around the block to get to it. One of the schools I worked at, yeah, it's it was a it was a lengthy commute. Um, well, it's not so much lengthy; it's just that it's in the middle of nowhere, literally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the other school, it is closer to uh, more housing, so people can walk to school for that one. So I know that it's like for the ones who can walk, it may be a little bit easier to get there, get to right. But yeah, I've I've had students who can't show up because of car troubles, or you know, mm-hmm. if it here when it snows if it snows too much if it yeah. if it rains like it, it's it's definitely something that you have to if not award at least like acknowledge the parent like hey you're doing a good job mm-hmm. um do you guys have anything for like do you have any parent awards or like parent like thank you for doing a good job 
we do but it's like a really big event towards the end of the year we have our parent appreciation breakfast um we we award the parents that join um all our committees or even if it's just one meeting like hey you know what thank you like we appreciate the, the attendance so we we do but a lot of parents have suggested you know let's let's do something throughout the year not just that one time and um i know me as um an educator i'm gonna go back with some of these ideas to like go for it brainstorm (laughs) yeah Um, go for it and i know we have a lot of other educators who are listening so maybe they can leave also with some ideas to implement in their schools but also i think um we kind of want this to be a conversation right so we also want Mm -hmm. listeners who maybe have a more mature liaison parent liaison program to also share like what they're doing and what's working Mm -hmm. and um right because we can all learn from this absolutely Um, Mm -hmm. and I know specifically you wanted to leave parents who are listening with a message do you want to share like what you want parents to take away yeah don't don't feel afraid to reach out the school will never put you in a spot that you're going to be intimidated in you know like they're 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 actually to help you and if they can't help you right away they'll find a way to help you there are resources out there so never feel intimidated never feel afraid to reach out thank you so much um i i think we will come back to this conversation um hold on maggie's going to hop in soon okay. um I think we're we're gonna have to come back to this conversation maybe towards the end of the year to see if like maybe you have more in-person events this school year and like maybe yeah. you know you can tell us a little bit about how that goes how involvement is um but thank you again for coming on um on after work like you're literally at work right now <laughs> I am yeah yeah so do you work throughout the summer yeah no I do yeah and and what do you what is what does the summer consist of as a parent liaison? Um, well, I'm not a liaison anymore. Translator. Um, translator, yeah. Um, but I still have that liaison mentality, actually. So there will be times where parents come into their community center and like, hey, the other day we had a parent um, looking for resources and, uh, and my mind went on overdrive. Okay, let me pull everything I know up and I printed a form and like, here you go. Here's all this info. And if you need more, please come back. Um, so it's just basically that like whenever parents show up like hey I need this I need that like all right let me see who I can send you to let me see um, what we can provide for you Uh, yeah that's pretty much about it that's awesome especially during this especially during the summer because I feel like you know parenting never stops yeah even even in the summertime so I'm sure they Mm -hmm. need help too yeah hello hi (laughs) She's a redhead. Hi. For a little bit. <laughs> I love it. It looks cute. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. So um, thank you once again. And I think it's time to go with our lightning round of questions. They are in the form that you filled out. So you feel feel, feel free to go back and, and cheat or change your answers however you feel like. Um, okay. So Maggie? La primera pregunta. What is tu canción? 
Ay, ahorita Love You Back de Marion. I haven't heard that. No. No. No, I don't I always, every, after every episode, my Spotify list just kind of grows because <laughs> I learn about so many new songs. <laughs> um, all right. Siguiente pregunta. ¿Cuál es tu comida favorita? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I love all types of food, but mashed potatoes. I can't get tired of mashed potatoes. Now, how do you make them? Um... I use the flakes. Okay. I use the flakes. I, I I just throw everything in the pot and I'm like, all right, it's done. No special spices. No. no. Like, okay. Salt and pepper. We're good. Which brand do you awesome. use though? Because see, I use the flakes too, but it, they always taste homemade. Right now I'm using Bob's Red Mill. I had seen it at a store and I'm like, you know what? Let me try something different. I mean, it's, 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 good. it's good. And now I want mashed potatoes. <laughs> yes. And the last one is una frase. Termina la frase. Voy camino rumbo a. Where are you headed towards? Hopefully outer space. Ooh. That's a I thing now. Uh, I, I love space. And if, yeah, hopefully. One well, day. Hopefully, um, you'll have a, a little Latin exchange flag when you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, we'll be here definitely supporting you and rooting for you. And um, thank you so much again for coming on and, and sharing your knowledge of parent involvement and, and helping parents. I feel like that's not a side we get to see often. Um so yeah, definitely appreciate it and look forward to speaking with you again soon. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So like always, this has been fun. Um, and remember that you can reach out with any questions, any comments, and anything else that you want to share. If you want to join in the conversation, you can find us on all platforms. We are on Instagram, on Twitter, and our personal favorite TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> um, we are also on our website latinexchange.co. Like always, I'm Lucero and Maggie, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Hasta la próxima.